0: Midi clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com, the tool that makes WordPress wonderful for everyone.
1: welcome back to the thinking crypto podcast your home for cryptocurrency news and interviews if you are new here please hit that subscribe button as well as a thumbs up button and leave a comment below if you're listening on a podcast platform such as Spotify, Apple, or Google, please leave a five-star rating and review. It supports the podcast and it doesn't cost you anything. Well, folks, quick news about the Fed. Right now, they are pausing rate hikes, but we know they are leaving the option on the table to be able to raise rates again. And we know these rate hikes and the fight against inflation does have an impact on the markets. Now, Bitcoin and the crypto market, of course, have rallied from the lows of of December uh, 2022. And we are obviously not going to new all-time highs right now, but it's certainly a bounce off the lows. So I've been saying we're in that transition phase between the bear and the bull market. And next year is the halving, and I think the bull market officially starts then. But uh, we'll see how the Fed's news has an impact on the markets. Uh, Look, the Fed—they've been raising rates all this year, and the markets have been going up. So let's see what they decide to do. Uh, Historically, based on the charts and all the data, when they start cutting, is when we need to kind of worry during that period. And you know, once they start quantitative easing, guys, global liquidity will come back. And uh, asset prices will continue to rally. So short term, you know, a lot of uncertainty, maybe a little bit more pain. But long term, we are headed back to the bull market. The bull runs it's uh, just, you know, we are in this tightening period, and we have to uh, be patient and go through it, and then we will be back in good times, as they would say. Now, let's move ahead because the date is set, folks. September 27th. Corrupt scumbag regulator Gary Genser will be testifying before the House Financial Committee. And uh, it will be, of course, a much less friendly venue than what he experienced with the banking GOP, as we're going to see the folks who oversee the SEC, the House Financial Committee, you know, really put down the hammer on Gary Genser and grill him like they did last time. Remember, the last time Patrick McHenry and many of these members uh, gave him laser-pointed questions. Is Ethereum a security? Is XRP a security? Right. Uh, I'm very curious how they're going to uh, grill him this time, because obviously he took a big loss. The SEC and Gary Gensler took a big loss in the Ripple lawsuit. They also lost the Grayscale. Uh, the judge recently shut down their uh, ability to do any discovery with Binance US. So the judicial branch and the courts and so forth are not putting up with the lies, corruption, and hypocrisy the SEC. They abide by the law. So Gary Gens and the SEC have not been trying to abide by the law. Remember what Judge Sarah Netburn said in the Ripple lawsuit. The SEC lacks faithful allegiance to the law. Imagine being a government agency that's supposed to have integrity, that's supposed to protect investors and be the good guys. You are being told you. Don't abide by the law. And this is what I've been saying for years. The SEC is rotten at its core. It's fallen far from its uh, core mission. And uh, not to mention the Bill Hinman situation and uh, Ethereum free pass and much more. So, you know, mark your calendars, folks. Gary Gensler is going to be grilled and it's going to be 10 a.m. on Wednesday, September 27th to next Wednesday, and uh, we shall see how that goes. I'm sure there's going to be fireworks. Now, here's something that's very funny. Brad Garlinghouse, CEO of Ripple, him and his team, his legal team, were in D.C. He said they were meeting with members of Congress and uh, their global policy team were trying to you know figure out regulations. And he said can't get regulatory clarity without. Actually engaging with the elected officials who are proposing bills. He also posted a picture of him and Stuart Alderani, chief legal officer, in front of the SEC building with their hands up, like, yeah, you know, we had to take a picture in front of the SEC building while in town. In case you're wondering, no, Chair Genser did not invite us in. <laughs> uh, I love it. Very, very funny. So, uh, you know, Gary Genser is a clown. Everybody's laughing at him now. he's such a buffoon. And you know, I've said Many times he's a puppet on strings. He's doing the bidding of the tradfi incumbents, which is sad, right? That, that, that's just corrupt. Uh, you're supposed to be protecting investors, uh, having a fair, free market. You know, and whether it be startups, new industries, and so forth, just looking to protect investors, not doing the bidding of the tradfi giants. And uh, you know we'll see how this, once again, this hearing goes on the 27th. Now, quick word from our sponsor, and that is Uphold, which makes crypto investing easy. I've been using Uphold since 2018. I've interviewed their CEO and many folks on this platform so I can vouch for them. They have 10 plus million users, 250 plus cryptocurrencies, and they're available in 150 countries. You can also trade precious metals and 37 national fiat currencies, and you can easily swap between them. So that makes this platform very unique. If you'd like to learn more about Uphold, please visit the link in the description. All right, folks, we got some attack coming from the New York crypto regulators, uh, really removing Dogecoin, XRP, and Litecoin off their token green list. Um, this is a clear, clear bias move. Clearly, somebody made the phone call right to these folks and said, oh, you know, Bitcoin and Ethereum, those are okay. And, and the PayPal stablecoin are okay, but you need to blacklist the Dogecoin and the XRP and so forth. Uh, here's what Crypto Wendy O's had to say. If you people do not see what is going on with this current administration and their predatory actions of injustice, I don't know what to tell you. So really, really bad move by New York here. Um, and it it goes to show the TradFi incumbents are pulling the strings you know I tweeted I said some somebody made a campaign donation or a phone call and to put the fix in right uh, and, and this was reported by Fortune magazine and um it's it's just unbelievable <laughs> so that you know the eight tokens still on the list include Bitcoin ethereum and like I said the new PayPal stable coin unbelievable uh it's supposed to be the free market and you're removing these tokens like wh- who are you right um now you can educate people and say hey you know you should watch out for these things and do this but why are you blacklisting these coins why are you picking and choosing winners right let the free market decide uh, it's it's unbelievable what's happening. But this is why we got to keep fighting, folks. Keep using social media. Keep contacting our representatives. The fight's not over. They're, 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 these TradFi guys are trying to kill a lot of uh, crypto startups, a lot of projects, so they can come in and take over. Now, we got news around central bank digital currencies. Many of you may have seen my recent interview with Chris Giancarlo of the Digital Dollar Project, as well as Kevin Mull of uh, Western Union. They conducted a retail uh, CBDC pilot. And you know, one of the things I've been saying for years is that I'm very concerned about our privacy and the alignment of a CBDC or digital dollar to the US Constitution. I'm not against CBDC. I think they will have a plethora of benefits um, with the new digital economy that we're going to, the token economy, and they're inevitable. There's no stopping them, right? I think we see every central bank around the globe is trying to build a CBDC, but at least here or in your respective country you can fight to make sure there are guardrails in place that some draconian leader or government doesn't come in and and use this against the people where it's programmed that you can only use it here you can you have to use it at this respective time right that is very draconian and i'm glad that you know a lot of republicans and members of congress are fighting to protect um our rights and here patrick mchenry He tweeted out today, a government-issued and controlled central bank digital currency possesses a serious threat uh, to the American people. A CCP-style CBDC threatens the privacy and civil liberties of Americans, and I'm fighting to ensure the Fed does not sidestep Congress to issue a CBDC. So, Uh, the guardrails have to be in place and our rights have to be protected. So I'm really happy about this. Whether you're a Democrat or Republican, you should be happy about this because, you know, sometimes it doesn't matter what party you're in because it just takes one bad Apple or administration to come in and just uh, put things in dismay and disorder and you lose your rights and we got to keep our rights. We got to keep fighting. So I'm really happy about this. Now, enter Maxine Waters. This is unbelievable. Clear projection by Maxine Waters. Democrats call out Republican hypocritical anti-CBDC bill. In an interesting change of pace Wednesday, it was Democrats calling for increased U.S. action and development blockchain or developing blockchain technology in order to keep America as the dominant global financial leader. Really? Oh, you know, Maxine Waters, have you heard of Brad Sherman? Uh, he's part of the Democrat Party. Have you heard of Elizabeth Warren? He's she's part of the uh, <laughs> of the Democrat Party. She even has an anti crypto army. Oh my gosh, clear projection, right? And we know Maxine Waters has been the holdup and the roadblock for the stablecoin bill. So it's unbelievable. These <laughs> people have no shame. They'll just lie. Um, and you know what she's highlighting is that Tom Emmer, who I've had on the podcast many times, he introduced a bill. Title Central Bank Digital Currency Anti-Surveillance State Act. He's not saying stop CBDC or don't build one. He's saying just make sure it abides by the Constitution and our rights, right? So uh, these Democrats are lying, you know, straight up, you know, posturing and all these things. But uh, look, it, these people—they need to retire, man. Some of them are so old. We need some young blood, some fresh blood to come in and people who are going to be living in you know in the next 20 30 years and uh you know in this new future that we're headed to the token economy, the everything running on the blockchain. So hopefully they can figure this out. Uh there's three things here. One, the market structure bill that has to get through the house, the stable coin bill, and we need this uh Tom Emmer bill to also make it through to protect our rights when it comes to CBDCs. Now, speaking of CBDCs and stablecoins, PYUSD, PayPal stablecoin will be available to all Venmo users in the coming weeks. So obviously, PayPal owns Venmo, and they're going to introduce this to millions of customers. So folks, this is the token economy I've been talking about for years and years and years. Uh, It's pretty incredible what's happening. And obviously, PYUSD was running on the Ethereum blockchain. So you may say, how do I benefit from this stable coin? Well, you know, if they do offer any type of yield product or the ability to uh, lend it or whatever, you can earn that way. But the other aspect is if you hold the native token of the blockchain, these stable coins are built on, you will benefit from it. So I hold Ethereum and uh, obviously Ethereum is going to benefit from the transactions, the volumes, and much more. So uh, this is going to be a pretty big rollout and i think we may see some other competitors enter the stablecoin market guys i'm still of the belief that amazon if they were to introduce a stablecoin and it could be called a prime dollar or you know because they have the prime membership or whatever it is or the amazon coin whatever they want to call it uh it could be Really, really impactful because they have millions of customers that are the world's largest, or at least the largest retail online retailer in the United States. And uh, with that customer database uh, and that brand, they will get a lot of adoption, and especially if they add any type of perks, right? You use their stable coin, you can get a, a, maybe a, I don't know, 5 10% discount on your purchases, right? Because they would make that... Uh, revenue back, uh, depending on you know the revenue model that they set up, but th- there's going to be, I think, really big stablecoin wars coming up. We already have USDC versus USDT. Now you have PYUSD. And as these big brands get involved, it's, it's going to be very, very interesting. Now, we got some updates around Sam Bankman Freed and FTX. So, Stanford University plans to return millions of dollars it received from bankrupt crypto exchange FTX and related entities. So, this is interesting. And, you know, all this is connected to Sam Bankman Freed's parents, but it's kind of like, okay, this is good news they're, that they're returning the, the gifts, but why did they wait so long? Right. <laughs> it's only until Sam Beckman's free uh parents are getting exposed that now they're like, Oh yeah, we better we better get this back because you know we're getting exposed. So there, man, I t- I tell you, Sam Beckman Freed, he had the opportunity to be crypto's golden boy and he screwed it all up, man. He effed it all up. What a mess. And it it just shows too how deep of a connection his parents have politically and to different universities and much more. It's pretty ridiculous. Here's, here's another example. Sam bankman fried put his father in charge of FTX group spending, and Sam bankman frieds father gave SBF's uh, aunt $14,000 a month to plan a hackathon. The event cost $2.3 million to run and had less than 1,200 people attend. Uh, and Connor, who's director at Coinbase, he tweeted out. Uh, he tweeted out this news. He said, "From what I can tell, Ann Freed created the first ever U.S. college program focused on climate and health. Uh, she also happens to be a member of the World Economic Forum's Global Agenda Council on Aging. So quite qualified to run a hackathon. <laughs> <laughs> clearly, clearly she was not qualified. More just like money laundering and who who knows what else, right? Nonsense." Tell you this, say this guy Sandbag Me freed, I tell you, just a lot of scams. Um, Binance CEO CZ addresses some fud. There was uh, news that he had taken some massive loan of two hundred and fifty million dollars to do some items with BUSD with Bam trading, uh, but CZ said the amount of wrong information is just. Crazy! They got the direction wrong. I loaned two hundred and fifty million dollars to Bam a while back, not the other way around, and have not taken it back. So um, there's a lot of foot around Binance. You know they're under attack. They're the largest crypto exchange in the world. So uh, you know there's a lot of attacks. And 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 it's when Binance is mentioned in a negative way, it affects the market because they're once again the largest crypto exchange. There are people trying to short the BNB token. I'm not saying. Binance and CZ are angels by no means, but I I also know of a lot of media coordination and attacks by short sellers, and uh, you have to kind of weed through the bullshit sometimes, right? Now, moving ahead, GRVT raises funds at $39 million valuation to build hybrid crypto exchange. We continue to see, folks, a lot of companies raising capital, a lot of expansion and building is happening. So let me give you the details. Uh, GRVT, pronounced Gravity, is a crypto project building a hybrid exchange, raised $7.1 million in pre-seed and seed funding. The seed round, sized at $5 million, was co-led by Matrix Partners and Delphi Digital, Gravity said Tuesday. Other investors in the round included Sus Shewhana. Investment group. I hope I said that right. CMS Holdings, ABCDE, Hack VC, and Matter Labs, developer of Ethereum Scalar Network ZK Sync. Uh, the pre seed round, worth $2.1 million, was backed by investors, including 500 startups and Folius Ventures. Gravity reached million in a post-money valuation with with the seed round, co-founder and CEO Hong Ye told the block. The round began in the middle of the year and closed in August. Ye said, adding that pre-seed round was completed in October 2022, but is being disclosed now. Both rounds are equity with a token warrant, Ye said. Here's a quote. Gravity is created to prevent another FTX from happening, as we never hold client funds, but designed to offer a very easy-to-use experience for both sophisticated and retail users across traditional investors to crypto-native traders, Ye said. So uh, the, the gist of what they're trying to do is Gravity is a hybrid crypto exchange that aims to offer efficiencies of centralized exchanges with self-custody features of decentralized exchanges. So I, I'm in a full agreement with this. We, we don't want another Celsius and FTX. That was a mess. We need proper custody. And I think the hybrid model makes sense. A bit of CeFi and a bit of DeFi. I don't think we can hit the ground running going full DeFi. We don't have the infrastructure and the, the technology is just not there yet, and there's a, a you know two billion other people who are going to be coming on board, and many are not going to be as tech savvy as some of us uh, who are early adopters. So we have to cater for them, and I think the way to go is as the gravity is trying to do here: a bit of CFI for the on and off ramps, but self custody um, and and being able to have decentralized custody. Finally, uh, many of you may have heard this news, $500 billion financial giant Nomura's digital asset subsidiary launches a Bitcoin fund for institutions. Wall Street adoption continues. This is being reported by the Bitcoin magazine. Folks, it seems like every week, every month, there's some new TradFi institution getting involved. And this is why I've been saying these TradFi institutions... They don't want Binance, Coinbase, Ripple, Circle, all these companies uh, taking their lunch, right? Because a lot of capital is leaving the TradFi industry and going to crypto and blockchain because it's the future. They want to come in and you know take put their stake in the ground and take control of this market. They would love to shut down Coinbase, Binance, and all these crypto startups right now if they could, um, and they're obviously attempting to do that with the likes of uh, Gary Gensler and some of the other regulators. So uh, we got to keep fighting. We know once the, you know the basic fundamentals here is this technology is here to stay. It's disruptive. That's why all these institutions are getting involved. We obviously are going to be in for a fight, um, and we have to. Be smart. We have to obviously uh, position ourselves, and not, so we're not buying from these TradFi institutions when you know they've pumped the price and and they're like, oh yeah, you know we're gonna sell it to the next billion people and start marketing it. We want to be early, buying the blood on the streets, dollar cost averaging, doing our research, and uh, you know being prepared to sell the highs and take our profits, folks. Um, you know, if you're here now and and you, you've been here for a while, even and you're still holding, still, you know, using the market cycles and the volatility to your advantage to make money, then congrats. You know, you're an early adopter, and and uh, you're certainly ahead of a lot of, uh, maybe ninety percent. Of, of the world population. All right, folks, that's the news. Please let me know what you think. Leave your thoughts and comments below. Hit the five star rating on the podcast platforms. Hit the thumbs up button on YouTube. And I'll talk to you all later.